Hello everybody, I am Neon and I am happy to welcome you back to the secret shop. I am joined as always by Anger and Simon. Uh, Anger, how are you? Hello, I'm doing fantastic. fantastic. I have a little bit of a headache though, so please forgive me if I'm not as energetic as I usually am. That's cool, that's cool. And Simon, how are you? I'm pretty good. I'm just recovering from a little bit of sickness myself, but this is one of the first days that I'm feeling pretty good again. So there's that. See, I'm really good that I just like don't basically ever get sick. My immune system is like a fucking horse. So interesting fact. I mean, so I'm I'm a scientist in, in real life. So there's the interesting like side thing about all of this. Um, my mother is a doctor. And the, the way that things mm. work is that you actually get your immune system primarily from your mother. Uh, and like yeah. my mother is basically never sick and like she's like in, you know, like emergency room. She's like, you know, hanging out with sick people because that's her fucking job all the time. So I got my immune system from her. So I basically never get sick. But my like son and my wife, like it seems like every other week my wife is sick, which is a pain in the ass. Um, but it's, it's useful, though, because it means that I don't go down when they they're all sick. But it means I have to take care of them, which kind of sucks. <laughs> Right, you're like one of those hospital bacteria that just won't die. Yeah, man, that's me. That's me. She's super resistant, that's what it is. Yes, yes. Um, what's the name of that? There's a, a few of them that I... I did some papers on those back in, in university. Never worry about all of that. The, um, right. But I do have a warm-up question, warm-up topic for all of us uh, to discuss um, uh, before we get into our actual discussions about artifact-related stuff. And this actually relates to the mm -hmm. news. that uh, There was some news that came out today that was like not artifact-related, just like general... Real, real world related where there is like these celebrities that got arrested for like bribing college officials for getting their like kids into like Yale and shit. I don't know if you guys saw this news, but like one of uh, the no. from Desperate Housewives and like another one from Full House or whatever got uh, got arrested for this. Uh, like said, like, you know, giving bribes to like school officials. So the question that I had for oh, you guys man. was what embarrassing crime could you see yourself getting arrested for and like because like i thought for myself like i i'm probably notoriously bad for just like some stuff with like my like my car you know what especially when you know in the winter there's there's like frost on the windshield or whatever and um you know i, I just like don't want to clear it off properly before i leave because it's just a pain in the ass to do it so i don't know if that's a crime to like go and you can barely see out of your fucking windows um <laughs> but like maybe getting into an accident because of that like that i could see as being the embarrassing crime that i get arrested for hypothetically in, in the future what about what about you guys uh, anger you seem like the more criminal between the two of us <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i'm more of a white collar crime myself uh shit Sh shit well okay i get arrested for being too great. Too great. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. See, I, I would see for you maybe it would be like somebody you know comes up to you and says some shit you know like you know like starts a fight like they they're, they're like hey you know anger have you seen this bristleback card he is the tits just the best card in the <laughs> game and you lose it on this motherfucker you know and that's you know you know half an hour later you're in a jail cell um, and and, <laughs> and and that's how things go. Yeah, and then you get a tattoo just under your eye that says Nasal Goo OP. <laughs> and it's like little green tears under your eye. You know how they do that? Yeah. Well, what about you, Simon? What do you think? Man, I'm so boring. <laughs> I'm so boring. Maybe you get arrested for that. Maybe that's the they... one. 
What kind of crime would they get me for? Let me think. Criminally boring. Yeah. Criminally boring. Yeah. No, but let me let me think for just one second though. Like, is jaywalking a thing in Germany? I don't know. What's jaywalking? <laughs> jaywalking is when you cross when you're not supposed to at like a crosswalk or whatever. Oh, that's what I would get arrested for being an illegal immigrant in the U.S. Yes, I could see you doing that. I could see you doing that. Uh, <laughs> um, but there you yeah, go. The jaywalking, though, like that's so. Uh, I in Canada, there's like certain areas of Canada that are like very different about jaywalking. Um, I, I spent a, I spent a decent amount of time in Montreal, where people just jaywalk like all the fucking time. It's it's just constant, right. or like in Quebec or whatever, it's like all the time. And then like Toronto, people just like shit their pants when somebody like even looks like they're about to jaywalk. It's really funny. Yeah, <laughs> uh, in Germany, it's mostly in big cities that people don't really give a shit about red lights yeah. for but pedestrians, etc. But usually, Germans are very uh, you know nitpicky about that as well, especially when there's a child nearby because mm. there's this huge uh, social pressure on everyone being a good adult around uh, children. So mm. when somebody like crosses a red light with a child present, people will be like loudly accusing them to teach their child. Wow, they would just have no tolerance for me. And Look child. at that man; that he does it no, wrong. They would have no patience for me. I know the way that I act around my my son. Um, but anyway. look at that man! Look at that man! He's a criminal. Don't do it like him. Because <laughs> I'll, I'll like pick up my son and like jaywalk with him. Like that's what I'll do all the time. <laughs> they have no patience for that shit. No, it's. It's the same here. It's not vocal to the point where people point it out, but if you see a child, you don't fucking walk on red light, you know? Really? To be a good example. Really? Yeah. That's surprising. I, I had never even thought about that. I just jaywalk all the time. So I don't Damn. get it. Well, anyway, let us Damn. get into the stuff that's been going on because there's actually been uh, a little bit of news that's been going on in the artifacts community so it's very exciting to be able to talk through all of that the two topics that we want to talk about the first one is very directly related uh and that is the uh you know news that came out uh, that was announced on artabuff about uh the garfield's team officially leaving and parting ways with valve and then we also had some interesting stuff that's been going on in dota actually Mm -hmm. So the uh, I think that a lot of people have seen this, but I will read it out anyway. So this, the context for this is um, one of the writers, uh, Rockman, who, who writes for Art Above, reached out to Garfield, uh, yeah, Richard Garfield, because there had been these rumors about uh, Garfield and his team leaving and parting ways with Valve. Uh, Rockman seemed to be actually get you contact with him and follow up with him on this this conversation. So I'm actually going to read out. The, the response letter that Richard Garfield uh, said, uh, like gave in, in response to this. Um, we weren't surprised by the layoff considering how rocky the launch was. The team was enthusiastic about the game and were confident that they had a good product, uh, but it became clear it wasn't going to be easy to get the game to where we wanted it. The layoff makes sense for a number of reasons. To name a couple, now that the game is out, their time is more critical. So many, so more voices within the team uh, that you have to navigate may not be as good as making less considered decisions faster. Another, 
the expertise that three donkeys, that's the team that he's a part of, uh, brought mm-hmm. is less critical after listening to us for four plus years. Both Scaff and I, Scaff is a close friend who works with the three donkeys things, uh, remain optimistic about the quality of the game and have offered our feedback uh, and advice in an ongoing gratis capacity simply because we would like to see the game do as well as we think it can. We enjoyed working with Valve, and I was impressed that their relentless focus on the quality of the game and experience being offered to the player. So this is a pretty interesting uh, take on on where things are going. Um, there, there is, of course, some added uh, feedback and analysis on this that Rockman offers. I'll, of course, link to this article in the descriptions and stuff. If so, if you guys want to read that yourself, if you haven't had a chance. Uh, so I'll get some uh, reactions from the two of you. How about we start with anger? What, what did you think about when you saw this? Well, I think it's about time Richard Garfail left, because, like... Damn, hot takes. No, but honestly, like, I'm not just saying that as a joke. It's, like, what's the point of having him there? I can see that as, like, for advertisement reasons, having him at launch, being able to see a say... Or not say, but not too loudly, though. Just mention that, oh, yeah, and by the way, Richard Garfield, who you might know from, from uh, Magic the Gathering is or has also been working on artifact but like what they don't mention is that he's also been working on like 30 other card games that were failures (laughs) like i don't know if they should really be bragging too much about him but instead like just have him in the start for something small to brag about and then fucking like what's he doing there like what's he bringing to the table absolutely nothing especially not even like now that the game is is fucking finished they have no reason to keep him there so I think it's about time. I, I, I'm actually surprised he wasn't gone sooner. I thought he was already gone. I mean, this is one of the things that's a little bit unclear as to when exactly this happened. I think this is something that is the first time, like we had heard some rumors that he had left, I think back in January-ish. And then this is the first time that we had like a fully 100% confirmed you know, statement on that subject. So whether or not it was in January, in March, in, I don't know, December, like it could have been any of the above. So that's not clear to me, to me at least. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, credit where credit is due. Uh, Garfield is a very good game designer. And I do think that one of the reasons that Artifact's gameplay is so solid, like from the base, so to say, is because of his expertise. Like the guy quite literally wrote uh, books on game design. And... Uh, you know, his his pedigree cannot be ignored, I think. However, I will say that, as he says it himself in uh, this little reply email, it makes sense for him to be, you know, laid off right now, if you can uh, call it that. Um, because he is a game designer, he isn't really a video game dev at all. Uh, it's not really his job to keep balancing cards it's not really his uh, job to work on any sort of game clients etc um the last email that was relevant from him was the one where he was basically saying that he hasn't been in house at valve for a long time anyways mm-hmm. um the last time he was brought over was shortly before the release of the game when they were uh, already designing the first expansion for the game Uh, So he does have a lot of influence there, apparently, as well. But apart from that, he really isn't 
needed since his expertise isn't currently as uh, critical to Artifact. What Artifact needs right now is more client features, balance, uh, and all sorts of things that people have been crying about about the business model. Yeah. Right? So I think it is just a sound business decision to let him go. There's no reason to keep these guys on the payroll as contractors when they are literally off making Keyforge yeah, I mean, I think that there are, there's a lot of reactions I think that are possible to this. I think that both of your, your reactions are, you know, make a lot of sense to to me. Um, one of the things that I've always felt was actually a little bit strange about this is the the way in which they marketed the, like, Garfield's role in the game. Because it was something that seemed like this, like, super central piece of you know what they were saying about the game is like oh richard garfield richard garfield richard garfield they didn't shut up about it like that like and especially if you go back to their their blog uh you know things that they, they did on their website because they had him being like one of the central characters in the various videos that they ran uh with it yeah. so like that's one of these things that ends up being you know slightly strange because especially because i always had the impression that richard garfield wouldn't stay with the project long term or at least in the same capacity right. as something like mark rosewater is with magic or i mean like there's, there's various yeah. other you know like ice frog is being like the dota guy like clearly there are a bunch of other guys and like people who work on dota but like he is seen as being the visionary that you know or like yeah. the main ideas guy that you know, is the core of that team and i always thought that richard wouldn't be that guy for artifact Exactly, and I so I felt that it was very strange that they tried to position him as being this you know outward facing figurehead, uh, and then like well, so when he left, it was like I kind of expected it, but it was a little bit weird given that context. Yeah, it's true, especially even now when you go to playartifact.com, it says artifact first thing basically a collaboration between legendary game designer yeah. Richard Garfield and Valve. <laughs> Literally first sentence on the website. So uh, they definitely wanted to push that name, uh, even though, funnily enough, uh, they they said themselves that uh, they didn't want to do that initially. Mm -hmm. Like, that is why they waited, like, more than half a year after Artifact's initial announcement. Like, you know, the legendary ah moment. Uh, to announce that he was involved. They said they didn't want to push the game because of a name, but it really looks like they tried at some point. Um, if I may uh, look at his email again, it, you know, it's a very professional email, but personally, I would definitely say that this uh, doesn't look at all like some, you know unexpected layoff to him. I don't think he expected uh, Artifact to be like his job position for the next years. As we said, he was already out of office working on Keyforge and all that. Um, the only thing that in this whole email that I would consider slightly judgmental, perhaps, like if we really want to go into like word analysis, uh, is less considered decisions to me that's the only mm. phrase that sounds a little uh judgmental just a little bit because he's basically implying in that sentence 
to name a couple, now that the game is out there, time is more critical. So more voices within the team that you have to navigate may not be as good as making <clears throat> less considered decisions faster. Yeah, and th that's actually something that I was going to say is um, a, a, like an interesting element to this too, because one of the other elements I think was almost like the first sign that we saw of being a little bit of a divergence from the vision of Garfield came yeah. back when they had that we had that first balance patch because yep. we remember like way back in like the spring we there was an interview in which Scaff and Garfield said we don't see any reason why cards should be balance adjusted uh, basically ever yeah. unless they're totally oppressive and basically the community made it very clear that that wasn't what they wanted to uh, that is what they, that wasn't what they wanted. So then Valve changed, and I was interesting at that moment of like, well, this seems to go against the vision of what Garfield and Scaff had in mind. So what does that mean for their relationship? And I wouldn't be. And part of the thing also, like going back to even the comments that Anger made about um, you know, Garfield's you know, pedigree. In if you actually look at the details of his his resume, his role in games recently, especially like he hasn't worked on games as a service. Like you know, like for for instance, with Magic the Gathering, he hasn't been active in Magic the Gathering for the most part over the last you know decade. Like he's collaborated on a couple of individual sets, but like this kind of you know given some ideas about cards and kind of moving off from it. He hasn't, for instance, you know been. Um, you know, in a ongoing role, game as a service type uh, of a yeah. of a product, which is a very different uh, like universe, a very different reality than game design was back in the nineties, for example. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, I think that this first balance patch really was like the first step towards a very different mindset behind uh, the design of Artifact. Um, and I think that it really implies that there may be more changes in the future. Uh, I personally wouldn't just put this on like Scarf and uh, Garfield because to me it looked like, for example, uh, Gabe Newell was very, you know, enamored with the idea of having like a real card economy in Steam as well. Um, but here's the thing, like I personally... Maybe I'm just a fanboy, right? But I personally don't attribute the um, business model behind Artifact with greed. I just think that there were a lot of like super classic TCG fans inside of Valve that have fun with the whole stock trading meta game of card games as well. Like they see real value in that, which a lot of video gamers don't. They just see, like, a lot of money scheming. Um, and yeah, uh, I, th I think at this point it's fair to say that something about the business model must be done or something about cards as items, so to say, must change for that model to be friendlier. Um, but I personally just don't attribute greed with it. However... Um, I will say that it is pretty clear that Artifact was designed very much in line with Garfield's manifesto 
um, some of you may remember because it gets uh, it was getting posted on uh, Reddit every couple of days for a very long time. Uh, Garfield's manifesto is basically this article that he wrote about his personal code of ethics when it comes to uh, play to win, etc., where it basically says if you can't buy power limitlessly and there's like a spending cap, you're okay. Anger, you have any thoughts on all of this? No, I think I've said what I wanted to say. Yeah, no other Garfield flaming you want to get in there before we we move off. <laughs> <laughs> Might be your last opportunity. I don't know. I think it's uh, it's it's very ironic that they call him the legendary card game designer when you've only heard of like one card game he out of the thirty he's participated in. Yeah. I, and like I hadn't even heard of him before Artifact. Like that's that's Oof. how I got introduced <laughs> to him. Wow, you sound like someone who hasn't played Half-Life or something. <laughs> yeah. So. But like I'm a, I'm a big fan of, of 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 magic, but like I don't know, like mm. I, I, I feel like okay, and I don't want to flame him too much because he's he's probably a really cool guy, very talented and all that, but like I feel like he he's probably no, I don't know. I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm not going to flame him more. I'm, I'm done. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Hmm. I mean, it, it, it is one of those things, though, at the end of the day, that, like, you know, touting him as being, you know, the expert on card games and then having the game struggle so much at the, the launch does leave kind of a bad taste in your mouth. Like, well, really, was he the best guy? Yeah, that's kind of what I'm trying to yeah. say. Like, I feel like he is very much talk rather than... Like what? What he actually like? People just throw out legendary game designer or legendary <laughs> card game designer, but like, what has he done that had made like other than participating in Magic? There's nothing that lets him like fit um... into that category. And and like, I, I feel like he's more more of a deity than he is an actual. Uh... I mean, he designed many, many other games as well, like Robo Rally and uh, King of Tokyo. Oh yeah, no, I mean, he did. I mean, like the thing is, is that, this is part of the thing that I'm saying. Though. You know, and if you like, like board games, <laughs> they're, they're very different kind of games, though, right? Like that's the thing I'm trying to say is that um, you know, King of Tokyo and Robo Rally, like these are you know board games, tabletop games designed to be social, like Artifact and your competitive gaming, esports is. Mm-hmm a very different world than tabletop games are nowadays. Like, and I think that, that that gap has really just grown over the last, you know, like every year, basically. So uh, the, the fact that you can like say like, what has he done for like this type of game? And the only one that you can point to is being magic. And he hasn't really been actively involved in that in the past decade. And at least in a, like a big picture you know, mentality sort of way like i mean i think that's a valid criticism of like you know is he really the kind of guy that you want to be running a project uh, around because there, there's very clearly been some fundamental misunderstandings that have that are like based in like the core of what artifact is in my mind and i mean i still like the game obviously yeah. i still think that it has a lot of stuff to offer and i think that i'm like, i'm still optimistic about the, the future of the project otherwise i wouldn't be doing the podcast uh yeah but you know, like it, it's clear that there are. Are you saying you're not in it for the money? 
all, all of the, the all this cash all of the mad cash yeah, Neon's in it's for the long haul though. yeah man we're all we're mm-hmm. <laughs> I am here out of, of sheer stubbornness and you know like want to be proven right of this game like having the potential that I think that it does um but I mean I just think that the it, it is just very unsettling and it is very like uncomfortable to have this character this individual who's been uh deified then just be like okay peace out uh after like one okay. set so like i mean we can move on from it if we don't want to you know flame him any further i think we've got the, that point across but actually yeah, i'll go one more thing to <laughs> okay say. yeah i got you off now <laughs> so no no listen yeah, go, go. okay so we all agree that richard garfield Okay, so let's let's say he's a negative, right? He's 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 more of a reputation than he is actual action, you know. But so is Valve, okay? Ooh. So is Valve. No, Valve no, is, I'm is, getting off no, this no, no, train. Listen, listen, Goodbye, listen, listen, I'm listen, off. Yeah, let it go, let it go. Just listen, okay. So we have both Richard Garfield and Valve, two big names that are that. They're just names. Maybe like. A few decades ago, they were relevant. They did some big stuff, impressive stuff. But lately, they're all just big names that rely on that. They're big names and just do whatever the fuck they want. That are super outdated. And they think it's just going to work just because they're a big, cool name. Now, this isn't only just a criticism saying that they have two big, useless names that don't actually make a good product. Because with quick, simple maths, you will realize that negative plus negative equals positive. Oh, damn. She brought it back, That boy. is why they have Richard Garfield to equal out Valve. <laughs> so now that wow. he's gone, the whole thing will just fall apart is what you're saying. <laughs> I go no, no, no. That, like, that was just during creating sure, the game. Sure. They needed the double negative. But now that, uh, that uh, the, the game is finished, you know, and can start flourishing, they can kick him out. And then the positives can start coming in sure. in the in the long haul. Okay, Damn. okay, I like it. I like it. Double edge plus rend armor. <laughs> exactly. That's for <laughs> that's what we're saying here. This is yeah. Like we'll have that as the the, the stable, the, the uh, you know, very easy to understand dialogue of the episode. You know, Garfield leaving is exactly like rend armor plus double edge. But anyway, <laughs> uh, let us move on to another topic. This is actually not so much. Artifact really, I guess it overlaps with Artifact uh, in some important ways. And that is about the new hero, the, the new playable character that came out in, in Dota, which is Mars. So this was a hero that we talked about back in uh, around TI uh, that he, they, they announced that he would be coming. Everyone was really excited about it. We hypothesized that maybe this was a... Uh, stealthy way to bring Sorla Khan into the game. Uh, and the character is actually out now, finally, and we you see him and everything is definitely not Sorla Khan. So uh, I'm interested in getting some both impressions about the the character himself and like in terms of just you know, his gameplay and everything like that. And then talk a little bit about maybe how it overlaps with your expectations and the lore, et cetera, like that. Um, maybe... Um, Simon, can you just like kind of like describe first just you know, the playable character himself of like what's going on there? Yeah. So actually, you and I were in the chat when he came out. Uh, so you got some of my hot takes before I really dove in there. And at first, the word I used was uninspired. 
Like that was my hot take before really looking into things. But that opinion has really changed because um, they put a lot of effort into this one. Well, first of all, there isn't much overlap with Artifact at all. It is pretty much the same kind of deal as Grimstroke, where it, it, this character just builds more lore within like the universe of Dota, especially around like the conflict of the ancients and uh, the whole gods thing, which I'm going to get into in a second. Um, first of all, he is the son of Zeus who is in, you know, both Dota and Artifact. So they are doing the whole uh, Greco-Roman pantheon thing. where the Ugh, It triggers of... me so much that they can't decide. Like, either go Greek or go Roman. Fucking Aha! decide. They debated you because <laughs> here oh, really? it comes. Yeah, they did. They did. They actually answer that question in the game. Turns out that he changed his name. Mars oh. is actually the name that he chose for himself now that he has forsaken his father and the old pantheon. Hmm. So the implication is that he was born as Ares, the Greek god of war, and is now basically running over to the uh, more Roman uh, pantheon and calls himself Mars. I, I like this idea now. Like, There's different guys like bailing from, you know, the different pantheons and joining the new one. It's like, ah, this Greek pantheon. So last year, I'm going to go hop on a train. He literally fly over to Rome. You know, start start going off with those guys. That's exciting. Maybe next week I'll just, you know, hang out with Thor and my, you know, Odin and shit. <laughs> That'll be awesome. Like just, just jump around, you know, be a pantheon to pantheon. Osiris. We're, you know, hooking up next week. Gonna, gonna lay down a sick jam or something <laughs> like that. I like that idea. Uh, he does actually call the uh, his father's pantheon archaic. Okay. Uh, and there's, oh my god, there's so much trash talk between him and Zeus. Because here's the thing. When they had Zeus's voice actor over for Artifact, they recorded some lines for Dota as well. So... Zeus actually got more lines in Dota now. Not just for his uh, son Mars, but also for the other new heroes, um, Mareska the Dark Willow, uh, Pangolia, and Grimstroke. Oh. Yeah, he does. Uh, that surprised me as well. And there's some class A banter in there, like some classic father-son, well, no son of mine shit. <laughs> It's really funny. Is there funny. any cool dad jokes? <laughs> uh, dad jokes, no, but just a lot of patronizing. Just a lot of this is just a phase, boy. Literally. <laughs> Wait, so Mars is a rebelling, edgy, emo teenager? Not emo, but just... I don't know, man. His uh, hair you know, looks pretty emo. Rebelling, yeah. Like, you know, got all that red paint all over him. He's, he's kind of acting out. I don't know. I can see him with a leather jacket and a mohawk. <laughs> you don't know me. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but here's the thing. The way that he plays is he has all these knockback uh, spells, basically, and he can pin people to trees and buildings with his spear that he throws. And he builds this huge arena of blood in which all of that works. So he can pin people to the walls of his arena where they get stabbed by uh, little soldiers. And when he builds his arena of blood as his ultimate, 
there is a melody playing from an opera. And the piece that is playing is, of course, that of Mars, because the opera is about uh, the planets and the movements of the planets. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. And they went pretty uh, deep. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, they went pretty deep with that. Like, they explained the whole Pantheon thing, why he's called Mars, even though his dad is called Zeus. They made him a super fun. And here's the thing uh, with all the newer heroes uh, and the Arcanas, actually, Valve has been putting in these monologues for heroes where you, if you spam click them, you get almost like an artifact card lore monologue out of the heroes. And he actually has several. He has one where he talks about uh, just leaving his dad and the old pantheon behind and choosing a new name for himself and all that. And then there is one where basically the whole story with him is that he used to be a pretty bad guy, like think God of War, right? Um, mm. Just blood and carnage. And now he's like trying to be more mature, trying to be like the hero kind of guy, trying to be good for the mortals. But he has this story where he talks about battling a mind-controlling witch. And he just describes gleefully how um, she was, like, controlling those poor farmers as well. And to get to her, he had to, like, kill a couple of them as well. But then he defeated her. And he was like, man, there must have been so many songs in my name as they uh, gratefully collected their dead because he doesn't get it quite yet. <laughs> like, he's not good at being the good guy yet. Sure. And it's <laughs> super funny. It's, it's just really well uh, written. Yeah. Like, when it comes to his visual uh, design, uh, opinions diverge. Some people say he's not stylized enough. Other people say, lol, hero, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but really, it's just mm. about cosmetics, guys. They're just going to sell cosmetics. It's all, all, it's all about the, the hats, man. That, that hat game. Yeah, it's, it's all about the hats. Yeah. yeah. Just give him a vanguard as uh, a shield. Mm. Yeah, no, so he, and all that. he seems like an interesting character. Like, from what I've seen so far, he looks really good. Uh, I mean, I think we mentioned this with Grimstroke, too, is that oftentimes when the heroes are first released, that they're a little bit overpowered. But uh, we'll kind of have to see how that goes over the course of iterative um, um yeah. balance adjustments like i mean like i'm not saying like he's busted or whatever but like from what i saw he looked like he was performing really well um and it's also i think a little bit the uh, things like like dealing with the arena and getting used to the mechanics of the arena mm -hmm. uh, i think is probably going to take a little while for especially i don't know like intermediate players to get a real handle on the best ways to you know, for instance counter that so uh interesting to see mm -hmm. how that kind of um evolves going forward i will say though that i am disappointed they didn't do that overlap with uh artifact i'm still really yeah. confused as to why because that just feels like it's such a yeah such a softball to me of like you could have done things that way um i mean maybe they're trying to what you know actually time things with maybe a release of a future set or something like that but it's just like you could have just very easily done a lot of the same stuff with uh sorrel lacan and it would make a lot of sense to me mm. i don't know yeah, um, as you guys know, I was like one of those guys up to the last minute who was pretty sure that there would be at least some sort of crossover, which is why my initial reaction was basically that of, eh. 
Um, but in the end, I turned around on him. Like, they just put a lot of effort into it. Like, he even sings his own fucking theme song. And it's basically also a reference to Venture Brothers, <laughs> where they use the same fucking opera thing for one of their most iconic scenes. It's it's just good. It's just a new Dota hero. He's super fun. It's really good. Uh, Anger, do you have any impressions on Mars? Mm, no, not really. Haven't had a chance. I'm a bit disappointed that he's not connected to Artifact, but at the same time, I respect that they're still working on Dota as an independent game. And yeah. Uh, just he's, I, I like his concept of being like front or bristle front. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two things. Two things uh, that are slightly connected to Artifact. First, he claims that Quoich wouldn't exist without mm. him. So he's the one who's raising the dead. So the uh, fields of endless carnage are... He is basically claiming that the fields of endless carnage are That makes so much sense, though, because in the trailer he's, like, raising the dead. It does. It does. Um, and the other thing, now that Dota has basically, you know, a god of war, the question is, who the fuck are, is the Legion praying yeah. to in the Temple of War? And but why that, is that's it why I was disappointed because it's so obviously not Mars. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know if they're gonna retcon that, if the Legion is just literally praying to a false god, or if, you know, in a way, Mars is the self-proclaimed god of uh war, just like his father is the self-proclaimed god of thunder in the Dota universe. That's why he has all that beef with Storm Spirit, because he isn't like just default god of thunder oh, in this world like there is no there is no greek uh, greece or the Dota. god of war is just straight up the dire and the god the god of creation that the bulls were worshiping is the radiant and the god of war that the bronze legion introduces is the dire well I'm not going to get into that sort of speculation. Maybe it's his freaking mom, because Zeus mentions his mom now, so... <laughs> Mars is mummy. That's the, the god of, of war. The, 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 the Mars is mummy. Very good, very good. Okay, so I think that's everything then for today. Uh, something I just want to quickly plug on my way up the door. There was a, an article and slash uh, video that I did few months back on the game Gods Unchained that I think a lot of people checked out. If you were maybe a fan of the podcast, you might have seen it back then. I actually did a follow-up article, or a video rather, on that um, that just came out the other day because I had a chance to talk with the, uh, the some of the designers behind that game. So that was an interesting little thing. If you guys want to see that, it's a very different game and stuff like that. But if you're interested in seeing some other stuff that I'm doing, that is one that you can check out. Um, uh, Anger, do you have anything going on over the next little while you wanted to plug? Uh... No, I'm just doing the same thing I'm always doing. Streaming and making videos. There. You gotta what? plug your shit more. <laughs> no, no, she doesn't. You gotta plug your no, shit she doesn't. more. You gotta you do, do more can, she can... Did, you, did you even plug your shit now that you're featured on Valve News Network? 
and have like 10 oh, yeah, people watching about news network yeah yeah Ugh, i don't know i feel like there's no way to plug yourself without sound, sounding like a piece of shit says this right after says this right after i plug myself i love it no, i'm just i'm just <laughs> joking though uh no no i mean yeah it, just plug yourself <laughs> i'm all about plugging myself Can you, you know what neon fucking unplug yourself bitch <laughs> Damn. um Fucking power I probably down. should <laughs> plug myself a little bit more. That that actually would probably be healthy, but that's not the lifestyle that I live. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm here to be well plugged. Uh, but that'll do it then for today, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Take care. See ya. Peace.